This is exactly right. On the 12th season of Tenfold More Wicked, we investigate a series of compelling mysteries from the city of Fall River, Massachusetts, where problems started generations before Lizzie Borden's murders made her a household name. Join me as we cover the misfortunes that have befallen this infamous town for more than 150 years, including the Great Fire of 1843. Season 12 premieres Monday, May 13th on Exactly Right. Follow Tenfold More Wicked on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. what time it is it's time for a brand spanking new hot steaming coming off the presses into your ear holes it's banana mini sode time i'm scotty landis banana boy number two i'm kurt brownoller uh we are going to do your confessions today we will be your 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 priests of absolution is yes. absolution the the word for absolve? Absolution. I think so, actually. I, I think is. you nailed that. Thank you. Well, I we asked online, as we will do to, from time to time, for we gave topics for mm-hmm. confession. So just to narrow it down. So we did workplace and we did roommates, and we got a lot of confessions. So I'm just gonna hammer through some of these. What do you say? I love it. I love it. We can absolve, we can tell stories, we can have a good time. I mean, I'm already having fun just thinking about doing this episode. Let's see what's a good quick one right now. Also, I would assume that this is probably coming out in the new year. So happy new year, everybody. But of course, these are all these are like many sodes are in a a strange time warp because some people listen to them right when they come out on Stitcher Premium. Thank you, Stitcher. Yes. And others are listening to them a year later when they're put on the main feed. So who knows? This is the past speaking to you. Yes, we're coming to you from the past. So these are anonymous, so we won't read the names. But if you hear them, you'll know. Here's my confession. I went out to visit my best friend at the University of Wyoming. She had been having roommate troubles, and they were they were hiding pots and pans that she had paid for, for from her and were just doing petty shit. She ended up finding a new place while I was there, so I helped move her out. After we had packed up the last box, I felt we needed to get some poetic justice, so I emptied their Brita water pitcher and filled it up with toilet water. I have no regrets. <laughs> Side note, the pitcher had a filter, but I bypassed it with the toilet water, so when they thought they were drinking refreshing filtered water, it was straight from the commode. Absolutely no regrets. Wow. <laughs> oh, man, you are absolved. And it's a it's a it's a good prank. It's a good prank. Also, probably the question is is from the tank or from the bowl? You know, yeah. The that's tank a big is difference. You can the drink tank from the is tank. drinkable water. That's potable. The, that is so insane to me. Yep. I do believe that at some point in my children's life, I'm going to have to be like, so we had 
these chairs in our homes that would bring <laughs> drinking water yes. and then we would defecate into the perfectly clean drinking water. I think yes. that that's not going to be a thing in the future. Like it's just insane that all of that water is perfectly drinkable. It's not recycled water. Yeah, it's, it's not, not gray, gray water. water. It's not rainwater. It's just water a human being could drink and we just poop in it. It's crazy to me. I when when I was living in Florida, uh, I had a roommate, and so I was working all the time. I was waiting tables, usually double shifts, and when we would go to Waffle House afterwards, uh, at like midnight, there was a good one, and then the bad one was across the street, but they were facing in <laughs> Wait, Gulf really? Breeze, Florida. Yeah, there were no two. way. And if you were going uh, north towards Pensacola City, there was one on the right there, but everybody smoked cigarettes there the whole time. Uh-huh. And when we were on, less people smoked because they're more of the beach crowd. So. I was like, I was never home. Um, I stayed in my room when I was home because she had like these two cats that were nightmares. And so I just cut my door closed. And I really never used anything. Like I was never in the living room. I was basically the greatest roommate you could possibly have. I'd pay her cash because I was making a fortune waiting tables. Mm -hmm. Uh, And one day in the morning, I heated up a waffle from the night before from Waffle House in the microwave on a plate. I ate it. I went to work, and when I came back, she put it on my pillow. Oh, she, the one time my that she, God. we had a dishwasher, and her the big thing about this she, was, she went to UWF. Uh, we had one mutual friend who introduced me to her. Her door said "Beware of Princess," "Princess Crossing," "Daddy's Little Princess." All the frames <gasps> were photos that said "Princess." Her no. Saturn car license plate was "Princess." No, her steering wheel said "Princess" on it. And that princess put my, the one time, like I'd lived there for two months. She put the plate on my pillow. So she came into my room and like was like, where could I put this? And put it directly on like my one pillow. And I like to this day, I'm like, that is the most petty shit. And I cleaned it. I just never, I ate every meal out of the house after that forever. Oh, oh my God. I remember, um, I hate that so much. I yes. remember... I had some petty shit happen. When Lauren and I decided to move to uh, Los Angeles in yes. 2012, um, we wanted to sublet our place in Brooklyn because yes. it was an amazing place. It was like the culmination of having lived in New York City for 14 years. Yes. I finally got a affordable corner apartment just amazing. the corner was just all glass windows that looked out over it was on a hill right near greenwood cemetery and sunset park and it just looked out over the uh new york harbor you could God, see the good. statue of liberty you could see downtown manhattan it was beautiful yeah and so we wanted to sublet it because we we're like we're gonna be bi-coastal we're gonna come back and everyone's like you're never coming back and i was like we're coming back and Watch. so we 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 sublet it to this dude who is a friend of a who is the boyfriend of an internet friend. Okay, internet friend, just know her from her her teehees and her hahas. Sure, I meet him once. He seems fine. He seems boring, honestly. Yeah, and I'm like, that's who you want as a subletter. You want a boring, a boring dude. You got that right. Uh, we we go away like three months in. She, the person who I had a connection to him mm-hmm. with, she breaks up with him. Always happens. She goes on to internet fame. She's doing very well for herself. Good. And um, and we when we decided like um, hey, the sublet is over. Like we told him it was like a year yeah, or whatever please. it was. Yeah. The sublet was over, and we're like, uh, we're not going to be coming back. However. Uh, we would like to uh, sublet this now to a friend of ours who is looking for a place. So you've been yeah. here for a year. Now let's just, we're going to 
you know, yes. give it to our, one of our friends. And so then he went behind our back and talked to the landlady and then got the landlady to switch the lease over to him without talking to us. So now all of a sudden it was his Whoa. apartment. Scummy. Scumbag. Scummy. And I had a friend who needed Ooh. a place. This was, we wanted them to have it and sublet it so it was still in the family. And first off, I was like, shit, Troy. I can't, his name wasn't Troy, but it was something shitty like Troy. And not, yeah. not to insult any Troy. No offense you're to nice. Troy's out there, but your name isn't number one in the, <laughs> in the world. It's not number one. So then we ask him, <laughs> after he fucks us over, Yeah, we're like, okay, fine. But like all of our, it's a furnished apartment. All of our stuff is there. And so we're like, here's the list of things that we, we were not going to take how about you buy them from us? And he's like, okay. And yeah. so it was like everything in the apartment. And so we said like, uh, I don't know. I don't, I think, I, don't, I think it was like $2,000 for everything furnished. Yeah. That's everything. couch, bed, TV, all the cookware, uh, lamps, everything. And he offered like four hundred dollars for oh, all of it. Oh, this guy! He, and I was Karma like, "Karma is gonna rock oh. this guy. He is gonna get hit by a steam shovel." And I, we, we flew. We were like, "Fuck you!" We flew to New York like the next week. We moved every. We we just put it on uh, Craigslist just to spite him. We yeah. put it all for free on Craigslist. People, when you put shit on Craigslist for oh, free, yeah. it is amazing how quick in new york city yes. how quickly you empty an apartment it can be two hours you can do a whole apartment we first were trying to sell it to people and people know like people came and just like hung out with us and i was yeah. like i don't want to hang out with you i want you to sell this but buy this stuff yeah and then we put it for free on craigslist the entire place was empty in 10 minutes it's incredible and it You're felt like, is this so free good. Too? You're like, this is free too. Like people will be, I used to do that all the time. It's the best because they're also like telling you what they're going to do with it. They're like, we just opened, a, my wife and I just opened a karate studio and this couch is going to be perfect yeah. for the waiting area. And I was like, take it, man. Fuck this guy. Yeah. <laughs> take it all. And then we just left him an empty, dirty, filthy, didn't, didn't put a thing down. Like, just fuck you, man. He just came back to this like dusty, still beautiful apartment. Uh, yeah, but, karma. Uh, karma got him. That your story just reminded me. I had two friends out here, and they were ha- and there was this really nice lesbian couple, and I was closer to one of them, even though I was friends with both of them. And my, the one I was closest with, like every three months, she'd be like, "Can you grab a drink?" I'm like, "Yeah," and she would just be like, "We need to break up. She's driving me insane." And I'm like, "Well, there's a way to work out of this." And um, they weren't living together; they were just dating for over a year, or whatever. And then I another three months go by. So this happens for like two years. And I'm just like, hey, there's if you're not happy, and then they went to therapy. And then they, they just tried everything to make it work because I think they were their first real relationship. So when you're young and it's your first real relationship, you just think you work through everything. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. Guys, if you're in your early 20s and it's not working, get out of there. <laughs> get out. You've got there's, a lot of time. Yeah, whatever you're into, there's billions of them out there. <laughs> go meet, go meet a hundred of them. Um, so, so then it goes a couple months after I was like, oh, this one's definitely over. She is going to end it, and I'll be there for support. And she's like, we're moving in together. Oh, I was like, here we go. So they rent this place that's insanely gorgeous in Silver Lake, like. Like six grand a month rent. Like oh one boy. of those places oh that boy. you're like, what are you doing? A whole house. They furnish it with brand new furniture in every direction. Oh, boy. It, it was crazy. Office for her. Office for me. So I uh, fast forward six months, they break up. 
just the classic. Exactly. It just it just made it. It just shot steroids into the problem and made everything a million times worse. They broke up and they got such an argument that they didn't want to talk to each other and they had bought all new stuff. Oh. So they got a third friend, this really nice guy, to sit there and sell everything for them. They were like, we don't care about the money. Just just get rid of everything. I don't want to deal with any of it ever again. So this guy goes over and he sells everything in like a weekend. And then I, he was a writer, aspiring writer, so I meet him for coffee and he had just gotten yelled at by both of them individually over the phone because he was going through everything he had sold and there was this fiddle leaf fig tree, a real tree. Yeah. And she was like, how much did you sell that for? He's like, I sold it for like $200. And they were like, what? And they were like, he's like, why? He's like, that tree was sixteen hundred dollars. It a was like fiddle a fiddle leaf fig. I see, I see one behind you. I got one at Costco for twenty five dollars. I grew that one from clipping it off of somebody else's <laughs> tree. So that's the part, the whatever topsoil in a bucket cost. But it was like a full size tree. It was like a twenty foot tree, which those are very expensive. Oh, but okay. here's this poor nice guy who just was doing these two crazy bastards a favor. And he was like, $200 for a tree? That's $200 good. is amazing for a tree. And it was yeah. the only thing they were mad about. Mattress, sofa, TVs, art, everything else. They were like, okay, okay. And they were like, what? But then you're like, well, you're the jackass that yeah. spent two grand on a tree. A two grand on Yeah. All right. What? Here's another. Did someone say? Yeah, give it, it to it me. It blew my mind. Here's, a, here's a, a workplace. Workplace confession. When I was 12, my friend and I looked up, quote, Big boobs on my mom's work computer. My mom worked at a magistrate court. When confronted, I lied and said it wasn't us and let the custodian take the fall. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, you were absolved. You are also absolved. Also hilarious. So funny. I wonder how much, I do think, I wonder how much of the, of like uh, uh, dirty search terms are like yeah. naked woman. <laughs> Well, that's one of our mutual friends. Their son was like 11. And uh, he said, dude, I, I looked at like the Google search history. And I guess he's starting to hit puberty or something because he just searched for nudity. <laughs> he just Googled nudity. And what a great place to start. What a great I, place to start. I remember, I don't know what it was. I think it was like an art uh, exhibit. That I, f- I found online when I was sure. in my 20s. Okay. Um, but it was just men and women, but it was pictures of them just fully clothed. Yes. And then you would like click and then they would be fully naked. Amazing. And it was the, cra- it's, it was like, I was fascinated, but it was the craziest thing. Uh, I don't know why it was so like, it's because it's the same thing as that show, that British show. It, yeah. It's like, have you ever seen that British show where they show? <laughs> Where there's people are totally nude behind uh, like a wall, and then it just the wall raises, and then you see like Incredible. their their knees, yeah, and then you just see their groin, and then you see their their chest area, and then you lastly see their face. It's and like the pers- a dating show, yeah, it's a dating show, and the person has to decide who they want to date. They're interviewing and talking to them while they can only see like their crotch, like their dick or something. It's the Pretty craziest cool. show. I had the opposite when we had AOL. Like I, the concept of internet, like naked pics or whatever. I, you know, I was too young to really understand what it was. We had dial-up internet, but I remember being on one of those chat rooms that, like AOL chat room, where it's mm-hmm. like the best little chat house in America, and like teenagers or whatever. And I'm on there, and somebody's like, click 
this link for Playboy. So I click the link, and I have a very vivid memory of sitting there on dial-up internet when you could only get like 80 hours a month or whatever. Uh And I was like, well, let's just see what happens. And the Playmate's name was Shay Marks. It's like burned into my head. And it started at the top. It's the reverse of what you're saying. And it was like so slow rendering. I mean, I took 20 minutes. (laughs) And then I'm like, oh, that looks like hair. And then it was her face. And I was like, this is pretty cool. I mean, I was like 12 or 13. And then it got down to her shoulders. And I was like, certainly this is going to be the impossible thing. And when you saw her, when I saw her breasts for the first time, it like blew my mind that that was available on a computer. (laughs) And then I instantly closed it and deleted it, thinking it was like permanent record. I was going to go to jail or something. So, so weird. But yeah, it it happens. Uh, uh, That was, I'll never forget it because I just didn't really think it was possible. I was like, they're certainly not going to show nudity on this. And they're like, here it is. Oh, let's see. One Give us one confession. more confession before we we um, leave the fine people. This is an interesting one. Yeah. Um, roommate confession. My freshman year roommate had a huge fish tank, but her fish kept dying. So instead of being a normal person and flushing them, she decided to save one and bring it back to the pet store to get her money back. Oh, all, right. All yeah. unbeknownst to me. Can I have my 75 cents back, please? I know. Also, they're like, user error. This is on you. They're not that hard to keep fish alive. Um, Unbeknownst to me, imagine my surprise when I opened the fridge and found a dead fish inside of a Ziploc bag staring back at me. She didn't have time to go to the pet store and didn't want to smell, so she refrigerated it. If I liked her, it would have been funny, but I couldn't stand her. By this point, so I made her wipe down the entire fridge with Clorox wipes. That's pretty sweet, really. That's, a, that's like, you didn't do anything wrong there. That's not a really mean one. Here, let's get one to go out on that actually needs to be absolved. Okay, while you're looking, I will mention that I remember dating. I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but I remember dating or trying to date this woman when I was in high school. Yeah. Who was a hippie and trying to learn how to... Uh, learn taxidermy so she had a bunch of roadkill like a duck and a raccoon and it was just in the freezer at all times when you would just go in there there was just a dead duck and a dead raccoon (laughs) yeah i oh god i uh okay i'll go out on one of our our stories so i we used to live in florida like i said and the second summer i went down i sublet my place in massachusetts and i put it up on craigslist and there was a umass student and this woman comes over and she's very nice very nerdy she's like i'm super into star trek i'm super into Battlestar galactica like i have a full-time job so i really am only going to be here on weekends mm-hmm. and i was like great and so i i moved back down to pensacola beach and we're hanging out and my roommate calls me i'm like yeah how's she doing and he goes she's really nice she's never here she does work all the time and we've been watching lots of Battlestar galactica together but i got to talk to you about something and i don't know if you should charge her and I don't want to say anything, and I don't know how much you're charging her to rent a room, but my roommate, Bryce, was vegan. Yeah. And he was, he's the first vegan I ever knew. See, and is I Bryce guess, still vegan? No. Okay. He came out of it. Now he eats the world. Uh, now he's a true omnivore. But I was like, all, I was like, well, what did she do? He goes, well, she just like boiled a full kielbasa in my only cooking pot that I like keep to the side <laughs> and I'm like oh I'm so sorry dude I was like and so I cleaned it the first time but it's like it's really gross I was like so she did it again he's like yeah she just boiled another kielbasa so I guess on like Saturday morning she would watch Star Trek and boil kielbasa <laughs> and so I ended up I was like 
dude, just go buy another one and charge me for it. But I felt so bad. But I was like, hey, this girl, she's never there. That's a pretty good roommate, I think. <laughs> and every Sorry, once she... in a while, she eats boiled kielbasa on the couch. In the one, we have 14 pots and pans because there are five of us living in a house. And she just happened to pick the one that the vegan <laughs> saves for garbanzo bean chili <laughs> with red onions. It was very good. Oh, man. Bryce, for those of you who who uh, happened to be at the New York City show, Ugh, the Bryce show. Uh, Bryce played Rod Dranger. Rod Dranger, who will might make another appearance at some point on the East Coast. Who knows? Mm-hmm. That sketch went so well. But uh, the Brooklyn show was awesome. Chicago's our last tour date. It'll already been done by the time this bad boy comes out. But next year, guys, come out to Bananas Live. Mm-hmm. It is mm-hmm. wild, mm-hmm. good times. It's mm-hmm. interactive. Mm-hmm. We mm. love doing it. We can't believe you guys enjoy it as much as we do, but so far, so good. Yeah. So that has been Bananas Mini. So thank you to everyone. Thank you to Katie Levine, our producer. Thank you to our fully human, uh, a fully realized human who is also our intern, Lisa Magid. And thank you to everyone exactly right media, especially Karen and Georgia. And thank you to you, Scotty. And you too, Kurt. Have a wonderful Christmas and a happy New Year and whatever else you celebrate. Enjoy it. Bernerner. This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced and engineered by Katie Levine. Theme music by Kahan. And all of our artwork is done by Travis Millard. You can follow us on Instagram at The Bananas Podcast, where we post stories every day and things that we don't cover on the podcast. Listen, subscribe, and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. And if you're interested in advertising on Bananas, please email us at thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. That's thebananaspodcast at gmail.com.